Hi, thank you so much for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is February 20th, 2024. Today's song recommendation is Almost Home by Mercy Me. Today's scripture will be found in the book of 2 Peter. We will be reading from chapter 1 verses 12 through 21 and I'm so thankful to God for allowing me to have this ministry it is it helps me to grow in learning about him and that that is ultimately what we we need to do we need to grow in our knowledge of the god that we believe and trust and have faith in because these apostles we're going to be reading about peter and he 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 discloses that prior to to he knows he's going to be dying at any time he's he his uh he's probably already gotten the sentence and and he knows he's going to be crucified only he asked to be crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy enough to die in the same manner as jesus christ so the record shows that he was hung on a tree upside down and that is how he died imagine the people that don't believe in Jesus Christ but if they could only see and I used to tell people when they were would uh, listen to these messages to place yourselves there and so I'm going to try to start doing that again. Place yourself there with Peter as he's writing. And he's speaking about some somebody that called him to be fishers of man, to follow him. And for three years, they were with Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah. For three years and they're writing down the, their account of what took place because they don't want people to perish without having their eternity with Jesus and Peter's writing this imagine you're there and he's gotten his sentence because he's writing about his approaching death. So he's gotten his sentence. He, is, he has been sentenced to die on the cross. Only Peter, he's not going to agree to die in the same way as Jesus. So he requests to be hung on the, hung on the tree upside down. 
we could just picture why would people do this? Why wouldn't they say, oh, never mind? Never mind. This this Jesus was not Jesus because they could have been removed from the jail jail cell and lived a longer life, but no. They died a death for the one to preach and to stand with forevermore, knowing because they saw the resurrected Christ, they saw their friend crucified, and he was buried, and then on the third day, he's not in the tomb anymore. And then for 40 days, he's appearing to people, and he's talking with people, especially his apostles. And they're seeing his nail scars, and they're sharing this account. And they're willing to die horrific deaths because they know that on the other side of death is life with Jesus. And they're sharing that with us because people, I used to have, well, not used to, I still have. I used, there was a person that uh, would say, I just want to kill myself. And it was kind of a threat. I don't think they really meant it. But it got them into a lot of trouble because people take something like that very seriously. I finally said to this person, well, do you know that you don't actually die when you, after you kill yourself? Jesus doesn't allow for that. It's not just, oh, just I'm just going to kill myself and, and life will be over as I know it. No. There is an eternity afterwards. You're either going to hell or you're going to heaven. And so this person, well, she said, well, yeah, I know that. And I said, well, then you better be, you better be darn ready. You better know where you're going. And if you're in this state, you want to kill yourself. That means that you're living in despair and you're living without Jesus. So anyway, this, this person, of course, stopped talking like that. And I know that there are a lot of people in this day that are suicidal and have thoughts of killing themselves. I hope this message reaches you because if you, if you listen with your ears to these apostles, as Apostle Peter is speaking here about Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. And once you receive, once the darkness goes away from your heart, the doom and the gloom, and you accept Jesus in there as Lord and Savior, 
His spirit lives in you. And then that darkness goes away. And now you're living in the light. Now you're living in the light. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter how gloomy it seems, you're going to feel so much better. And like I had said to that person that had said, whether she meant it or not, that she was wanting to do away with her life, she realized because she had been brought up in a Christian home and she realized that she knew that what I was saying was true. After death, there is, you, there is, you still live for eternity somewhere. You don't just live in, out your, um, people think, oh, people are just dancing around in the clouds. No, they're not. There's a destination. It's a permanent destination. So my goal is always to reach somebody for Jesus. And so let's, let's get started in the reading. Peter's approaching death. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. The Trustworthy Prophetic Word For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His Majesty. For he received from God, the Father, honor and glory, when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Pause. That is the end of our reading. It's also the end of chapter one. And I, I plan on perhaps, let's see. 
I've kind of ran out of time, but let me see if I can finish uh, my thoughts in this this uh, section of verses. This just talking about I have already talked about Peter's approaching death, but when he speaks about, he starts out by saying that he will not be negligent to remind you always. And he's speaking to people, in my opinion, that are already believers, but they're, they're, as we get into chapter two, they're getting sucked into these false doctrines. And so he's reminding people. And he says, yes, I think it is right as long as I am in this tent. And what he means there is when the Holy Spirit indwells in a person, we are a tent and we are the voice of God we are his church in this time of Peter it was called a tent and he knows that because there is scripture that supports where Jesus and and I will look for these scriptures and put them in the show notes where Jesus tells Peter that that he also was, will stretch out his arms, meaning he will also be hung on a tree and die a death of, of um, crucifixion. So he says he, he must put off his tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed him. But he also says, but before this happens, he's going to be careful to ensure that everybody who will pay attention to him that he will remind us of all these things before he dies he writes it down he writes he writes his letters aren't very long but they're very powerful and we have to remember these are people that were with him they were with him and so he, he's careful to, to write everything down for us to know about Jesus before he dies. He knows the importance of it. And then he goes into trusting the word of God. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were I witnesses of his majesty they were there they were eyewitnesses willing to die a, a death of being beheaded or crucified because they were eyewitnesses of the son of god and his majesty and they heard the father on that holy mountain and this scripture i'm going to also put in the show notes is the account of the Mount of Transfiguration, Transfiguration where Jesus, the apostles, uh, Peter, Paul, and James, I believe, not Peter, Paul, Peter, James, and John were there to see this transfiguration where Jesus, his hair turns white, and, and, and I'll share that in the, in the show notes where you can read about it. But he, the two that show up are Moses and Elijah, and the father speaks from heaven saying listen to my son 
listen to my son. They were eyewitnesses of this, and they were willing to die horrific deaths and, and, and so that we could know of Jesus. They were willing to die for him. They could have chickened out, but they knew who he was. They knew him. They were eyewitnesses. They weren't just following some, as he puts it, devised fables. It's not a, it's not a, just a fable or a story. It's not. We've got to remember, and I believe I said it in the first section of Second Peter, Jesus before incarnation was there in the garden. He was there at the flood. He was there with Abraham and so on and so forth. And now he's there with the apostles as the resurrected Christ. need to ponder that because why are you here how did you get here yes your mom gave birth to you but what is the story from the beginning of, of time it's always been God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit it's always been And these apostles died a horrific death to share Jesus with us so that we could be believers and not only believers, but only believers of the gospel of Jesus Christ and not to fall into false doctrines. They were eyewitnesses. And they go into Peter goes in to say from verses 19 through 21 God selects people to be prophets holy men to say what he wants them to say sometimes there can be people that claim to be a prophet but they're not so selected by God And so he starts to warn us here before he goes into the uh, destructive doctrines that we need to know first that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. In my opinion, I don't think God needs any more prophets. Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of all the prophetic word from the Old Testament. He's already fulfilled all of that. He is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
I can't wait to start talking uh, or start reading about the uh, chapter two where it goes into the destruction, the destructive doctrines, the doom of false teachers, and so on and so forth, the deception of false teachers. Because again, my goal is to reach those that are unsaved or those that think they're saved and they're fall, falling for false doctrines because it's already in the churches. I know people that go to a church that, I've mentioned this before, where they're baptizing people in their gay lifestyles and they're coming up and they're saying, you're okay as you are. And I believe there are, according to another eyewitness that went to this church, they witnessed that there are two couples in this church that they could see that are married and they're of same sex. This is false doctrine. We've got to know beforehand. We've got to die to our sin and come up born again. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll help people to, to shake off their, their, their lusts and their sin. But a person needs to know beforehand that that old self and that, old, that uh, gay lifestyle has to die. And you have to come up out of the water knowing that you're willing to have, you're willing to submit your life to Christ and to live for him and to be Christ-like. He calls us to this lifestyle of being Christ-like. And so when the pulpit is teaching, you're okay just like that, maybe one day the Holy Spirit will change you. But I don't even know, I don't think that it is even said to these people. I'm not sure. But false doctrines are already in the churches. I remember going to this church a long time ago. And I, I want to say I was there for some, somebody was being baptized, I think. And the gal... She's a preacher there now, but she wasn't at that point. She was just the spouse of, a, of one of the sons of the preacher. And she went up there and she spoke about how we need to all, that we're all okay the way we are. That however we think, if we think we're gay, that's okay. You're okay. And I thought, oh my goodness. This is, I, I'm in a, a church that, that is preaching wrong. And now this person is, uh, is one of the ones that baptized this, this lesbian gal in her lesbianism. And she came up as a lesbian. And then I know another, I've been to another church where later on it was said that when that pastor went on vacation, the one that taught in his place, was a lesbian woman. Get out of her, my people. Get out of the church that you're going to if they're, if they're offended.
by what scripture says. If they're trying to change doctrine to suit what the world says is okay. Get out of there. Get out of there, my people. I'll go ahead and end there. My goal going forward, I, I believe I'm going to be ordering a new microphone and I hope to come on live. I almost was going to tomorrow, but I'm not set up for it. I don't have proper equipment. I at least need a good microphone. So until then, uh, I'll try to come on as soon as possible. I believe I will come on uh, tomorrow. It should be on uh, by one o'clock, hopefully. Much love to all. Thank you for listening. I know there are a lot of people out there trying to trying to bring people to Christ, and I'm just another person trying to do that. So I appreciate anybody that will click on and listen and even share. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.